Hello, hello. Welcome to the Heroic Journey podcast. Um, I'm your host, Jordan Wright, uh, Chapman student, third year, junior. Um, I am a business major, um, unfortunately. Uh, Not a knock on any of you business majors out there, but I personally am not very uh, inspired to go to any of my classes for business or, or anything like that but I am a neuroscience minor, um, also previously a philosophy major and a philosophy minor at one point, um, so, uh, and a psychology minor. I've switched a bunch. It's been a weird last few years. Um, I actually think, uh, to, to get started on why I'm actually interested in any of this or how it came to be, um, so, uh, it is March, uh, early or middle of March. Uh, we all get sent home for COVID. Everyone's like, hey, awesome, uh, long vacation. And then all of a sudden we realize we're not going to come back for the year, um, which was a very key point for me because I, I looked around, I was talking to people, and I was like, I really don't see a silver lining in any of this. I think this is so crazy that, you know, we're getting sent back home uh, and and I literally remember telling my friend Anna, I said, I usually see so many silver linings and things, and this is one of those cases where I don't see one. And wow, was I wrong. Um, I don't think I've ever loved a five-month period more than I loved that five-month period. Or I don't even know if it ended up being more, but I remember thinking, I just got a five-month summer vacation. Like, awesome. Obviously, there was still school and stuff, but um, anyways, so what I started to do was I sat down and I read a book for the first time voluntarily in so long, um, and uh, and it struck something in me. Just reading a book struck something in me for sure, but um, one thing that really, really uh, stuck to me was this book called Blink, um, written by Malcolm Gladwell, who became my favorite author at the time and still is. I just finished one of his books in the last two days, started yesterday, (laughs) finished it today. And I just literally picked up a book and didn't set it down for two days. Um, and that's a little bit about me. I, I'm reading constantly all the time. Um, but anyways, so I read this book called Blink and it's called the power of thinking without thinking, um, about the unconscious and subconscious mind. And it got me totally riled up for the complexity of it it didn't even get me riled up for the complexity of the world it got me riled up for the complexity of human beings and how much we don't really understand about the brain um and and how much our life is is conditioned and impressioned on us and like one action is completely complex which is actually a topic that i'd like to get into a little bit later um but it was super interesting. Uh, I also have ADHD, so I might lose my track a little bit here and then, um, but I'll I'll come back to it if I can remember. Um, but yeah, so power of thinking without thinking. I'm blown away at the amount of things I don't understand about the mind. Um, it went into uh, it went into police shootings of uh, unarmed black people and or unarmed people in general and like why. Uh, I should get look, pick up that book. Um, <laughs> it's super cool, especially because it started all of this. Um, but man, like, 
uh, it really opened my eyes to the amount of power the brain has over us without us even understanding. Um, and then, and then that was even like, that wasn't even touching the surface of what I would soon come to learn. Anyways, that struck uh, a chord with me for sure, because I immediately changed my direction from business to psychology immediately. Um, after that one book, uh, I was hooked into the world of the mind and the human experience. It was, it was really something. And, um, and so I started reading more and more. I got into, I started meditating, um, doing yoga. Uh, I've always been into yoga, but I never really like got into yoga, you know? Uh, I've always had an interest in, in that kind of stuff. Um, but meditation was a big tool that I soon, soon learned to use. Mindfulness, I, uh, I started reading uh, I read The Art of Happiness uh, by the Dalai Lama and a psychiatrist, which was a perfect combination for someone who just got really interested in psychology. I think that was the second book that I started to read and get interested in. Um, and then it just kept going. It was it was literally a snowball rolling down a never-ending hill. I, I was just I, ha- I took my breath away. It took my words and breath away, like like no other experience, just to see how much I actually didn't know. Um, I always knew, like, oh, there's so much that you don't know. But, like, really, like, there's so much that we don't know. There's so much to grow into and explore. And then I read, recently I read uh, Jordan Peterson and his his uh, opinion on, of chaos and order and the unknown and known and I thought that was super interesting as well uh, which I'll also get into in this podcast and starting our um, journey into the unknown because that's where a lot of room to grow is and that's where a good portion of our discussions will be it'll be exploration into these topics Um, I'm no expert um, but hopefully that my interests strike interest with you guys as well Um, and so I I mean, when I'm about to take off into this neuroscience world and science world, um, psychology, I'm very interested in philosophy as well. I'm a very deep thinker, um, very introspective as well, and and existential. I'm I'm literally like you can go so far outwards, but you have to go equally as inwards if you want to if you want to be able to handle what's actually happening externally. Um, but all the changes made internally make way more changes on your external self than external changes to the internal self. I'll say that. Um, and so I really changed as a person. I came back to school as a completely different person. Um, I had my first, I had my first introduction to, uh, psilocybin and magic mushrooms. And I, I did a, uh, I did a little microdose there on the beach um, with my uh, friends um, and ex-girlfriend at the time, which was really interesting for me to see, to feel something. It, it was more of a feeling. I didn't really see anything, but more of a feeling of what bliss was like. And not just like, not just like, oh, I did this for fun, but no, I would like I, the effect that it had on a brain got me intrigued. And I, I knew that there was more to that because I hear all these people having these insane meaningful experiences and then I read a book right after that right and this is what really 
this is what really got me, I think. I read a book called How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. It was the science of psyched what the new science of psychedelic teaches us about I'm going to butcher the order of this, or I might uh, leave one of these things out, but what the new science of psychedelics teaches us about transcendence, death, depression, um, and consciousness. I think there could have been one more. Anyways, um, and man, learning about the science of it and, and how beneficial it was and the history, the history was so interesting um, I was hooked into a world of exploration into consciousness, the mind, uh, how deep it is and how complex it is matched with how complex and deep our world and universe is. And man, there's so much for us to explore guys. Um, I'm so excited to be able to, um, be able to kind of traverse my own thoughts but also hopefully be able to help you guys traverse some of yours in, in terms of some answers or some things that you might realize along the along our journey and like oh oh my god like that's that's totally me or I totally get that or um I can totally use this information to help me with a problem I've been having or like a perspective that I could definitely shift and so I've, it's been, the last two years has been a, um, or I guess a year and a half has been a, a little less than a year and a half has been a, uh, just constant perspective shift and trying to be as open as I can to all this new information, knowing how little I actually know. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, that got me really interested in, and then, okay. So after my, to go back, sorry. So after my first psychedelic uh, microdose, I wanted, I knew there was something else there. And then I read this book and that really convinced me that there was really something else there. And then I, I, I was waiting for a day. I had some available, uh, some magic mushrooms available um, from <sighs> still left over. And um, I had probably about seven grams but i <laughs> seven or eight maybe um and what happened was is i one i was always waiting for the day where i felt psychologically ready and and uh resilient enough to be able to hand a, uh, a situation that would tear my reality apart and one day i and i couldn't prepare for what happened so one day i wake up um and i'm i'm hanging out with my one of my best friends aiden and we're hiking and and all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I think today is the day where I finally feel comfortable enough to do some mushrooms. So we're hiking around, and I take two. I take like, I take basically two mushrooms, um, which is roughly it was roughly two grams, like two mushrooms. Two. It was. I'm not saying a mushroom is a gram, but um, no, it was it was roughly two to two and a half, right? And we're hiking around, and I don't really feel anything, but I definitely feel my mood start to increase, but uh, or get lighter, and and I'm happier, and having a little bit more introspective thoughts. And all of a sudden we're rock, we're like rock climbing. So this is, and, and like jumping around on boulders and there's like over ravines that would easily severely damage our bodies. And, and, uh, and, but, um, 
but that was before it kicked in. So once I started to feel it kick in, I jumped back over the, the dangerous little ravine that we were, uh, traversing. And, um, I, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Aiden offers to drive and I let him and he's like, I want to take you somewhere. So we go to this place where he had, I can't really say where this is, but it is in Lafayette. Um, which is an area up in the Bay Area by my house. Uh, I, I'm from Walnut Creek originally. Um, born and raised, went to De La Salle. Um, anyways, so we, uh, I'll talk more about my past, but this is just more about like what's the podcast is going to be about and everything. So Jesus, my ADHD fucking sucks. Um, so yeah, he offers a drive. We head towards Lafayette and and I'm like fucking tripping. Like I'm like holy fuck. I like I actually f- this is what it's starting to feel like. Like this is awesome. Like, it's only two grams though. And we go into a um, Safeway and I to like get some water and food or something before we actually spend the rest of the day outside. And I go in and I'm like I can barely speak. Aiden first off, Aiden in the car hands me his phone and says read this and I can't read. I like for the first time in my life, I haven't been able to read a sentence. I'm stupid. Like, like for the first time in my life, I am incoherent, like fully incoherent, like no recollection of how to use a word or how to even recognize a word. (sighs) Anyways, um, so I go in and I buy an apple and I walk out and I take a bite of this apple and even eating an apple was different. Like the, the crunch, the taste, it, and, and so I was starting to gather a sense of synesthesia, oh my god, I butcher words all the time, synesthesia, which is basically the blending of all your senses together. Um, so I was tasting, you know, like uh, seeing sounds and, and uh, colors in a different way or, um, yeah, so like later on I played my guitar and was looking at the waves coming off of the guitar in colorful ways and it was crazy. Anyways. Um, so I'm eating this apple and, and I realize that like, I take a couple bites and I'm like, you know what? Like I actually, I've read about this heroic journey in this book, um, by Michael Pollan. And I was like, you know, I, I like, I think I, I think I'm ready to experience that today. Like I feel good. Like the two grams was good and it got me started. And I was like, okay, like this is good. So we're hiking on this, on this trail and I stop and I was like, you know, I'm ready for more. And he's like, what are you serious? And I was like, yeah, of course. Of course I'm serious right now. Like when's a better time to be serious? Um, so he runs back to the car for me, um, and grabs, uh, some more and I take them. So I have done four and a half roughly to maybe five. And I, I didn't have the full heroic journey. I don't think necessarily, um, you, you know, it's hard to subjectively tell, um, which is why I like the heroic journey podcast. Like this is why I've, uh, this is why I chose this name in some way. Um, because not only is the heroic journey a psychedelic reference, but it is also a reference towards how I want to live my life, which I will explain later. Um, and anyways, so, uh, I take these, I take two more and we're walking and it's, you know, later on it starts to hit me more but I'm sitting on this bench right and he walks away and leaves me alone and all of a sudden I'm by myself and I've never been happier in my entire life and I realized looking around 
how little I had had my eyes open to all the joys that have been in my life, each relationship that was in my life. I realized that no matter if, uh, if it was a girl or a friend or uh, a family member, um, and I was frustrated or hurt by them in some way, I realized that that made me who I was today and that I loved each and every one of them for it. And that was such a big discovery for myself. I think that might have been my biggest discovery to date. That I love every single little thing that has made me who I am today. And, and that also includes the unaware conditioning and, uh, and the, you know, the deterministic uh, view of reality um, and how it's led me here today. Whether or not I have free will doesn't fucking matter. I love myself right now. Um, and wow. At that moment right then and there, it, it completely switched something into me, understanding that there's a more complex way to look at things. There's a more complex way. It opened my eyes. It opened my eyes to the complexity of the world and all the things that we don't know um, and, and don't realize. And we're so unaware. Um, and so the goal for this podcast is to make us slightly more aware each and every episode until we can come together as a more... Uh, unified being and then come together as people as a more unified collective and in some way and just make the world a better place and i know that sounds cliche but it's so true that like our suffering like the innate suffering that is existence like the innate suffering that comes from just being born like on like our unaccepting sufferance like we don't we don't sign up for this like we don't sign up to suffer but that's like but everyone suffers. Like, if you go through a life without suffering, man, one, like, I don't even know if to, I wouldn't even say good for you. Like, there's something about suffering that's beneficial to building character and building, like, quote unquote, that heroic, that hero, that hero in the heroic journey, the, the sense of overcoming obstacles builds character and builds meaning. And I think one thing, uh, that will be a huge, huge topic in this podcast also will be meaning and what meaning really is and what it means and what it can do for you psychologically um, and how it can benefit your sense of self. Um, that will be a huge topic and, and a lot of things will tie back to meaning because if you have a sense of meaning, not only are you being able to handle some of the suffering that's innate, and, and unquestionable, but also enhancing some of the great moments that you have. So you're not just happy with a bunch of friends, but you're happy with a bunch of friends that are in your shared meaning and you understand it and, and realize how it plays a part in, 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 the, in the more complex uh, inner workings of your life and, and the life around you. So, so anyways, that was a fucking tangent and a half, but um, but really, like, that's that's some of the stuff that the psychedelic journey that I was on taught me. And anyways, I, I, I another thing that I gathered from that, which was the ego disillusion. And man, like, let me say, like, if you want to experience what being outside of your sense of self is like, I think that I think that everyone to a certain extent should try to find a way into a conscious state of mind or a certain type of uh, a different state of consciousness. Uh, I, I would like to say, um, 
to be able to experience what it's like to not be yourself for a second um, and step away from how you were conditioned, who you are, your sense of self, everything that you attach as, you know, Jordan, everything that I attach as Jordan um, was completely stripped away from me. I gave Aiden my red backpack as we were walking and um, we were obviously messing around. I was seeing some crazy stuff. I was rubbing my hand on, it was actually this. So this is what happened. So I put my, I'm sitting on a tree stump that's a big tree stump and I put my hand on the tree stump and my my skin is like breathing obviously like each it's moving and shifting and all of a sudden it sifts into the tree stump and it, my hands like stuck to it almost right and I go to drag my hand along this tree stump and my fingers turn to sticks and the ends of my finger where I put my hand down the ends of my fingers they like stayed there and all of my fingers and my hand elongated so it was dragged behind my fingers were like dragging behind my hand by like half a second and they elongated while they while they started that dragging process and so I'm seeing my body morph itself in general and I look up and I see that Aiden is wearing my backpack and I look at him, but I, I'm like squinting because I can't really tell what's off about the situation, but there's something off. And I realize, and this almost gives me anxiety because um, I don't know why, like it's amazing, but this topic gives me a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of anxiety from this day at the end. Um, um, but I look at Aiden and I can't distinguish the difference. Like he's, he's brown skin, brown hair, uh, like a little bit shorter and skinnier, uh, not that much shorter, like an inch maybe, but, but, um, but skinnier for sure. And wearing different clothes and doesn't look anything like me. Like Ecuador, he's an Ecuadorian looking kid and I'm, you're going to see me eventually. I'm white as hell. Um, anyways, uh, I literally reflect light, like, actually, <laughs> it's hard to take, it's hard to take photos, um, but I look at him, and I can't tell the difference between us, and I realize my ego, my ego has either been fully dissolved, or mostly dissolved, it is dissolved, like, I'm, I am not myself, and then I look over, and I say, like, dude, I could die right now, and I would be totally okay, I could die right now and I could totally be okay. I'd be happy and content with that. I could die right now. And I would be fine. And that and all of a sudden I realized what just came out of my mouth. But it was true. In my mind somewhere, I had rationalized and and conceptualized, not rationalized, but I guess more conceptualized the fact that everything around me and I, I came to like this sense that everything around me was energy i was energy the trees were energy all of reality was energy all of the universe was energy and um and i realized that energy cannot be created or destroyed i was still logical um yeah uh i realized that if i died that not only would i be okay with it and i was like content with death and anyways, uh, I realized that I would live on in some way. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, you can't believe it because it's based off my experience. 
but I'm telling you, the conviction is this. It, it, I like that experience is more real than any other experience. Like it feels more real than anything else that I've ever felt, and it it provided me this influx of immense meaning and understanding and uh, appreciation for the complexity of the world, and then also for uh, for just existing itself and and throughout I, I i tell people who talk to me about my experience and i tell them that was like my birth like that was that was that i who i am today the person that is more awakened and understanding and open-minded like i'm extremely open-minded and i'm a very deep thinker um and all of uh, all of that and people people like I, I get that i'm an old soul all the time and I've gotten that for my entire life, but I don't think I actually lived life like an old soul until I understood, until I saw my soul, um, until my human uh, ego was stripped away from me, and then I basically had my universal ego, my my universe ego. I so I see myself on these two different journeys: one on my humanless ego, which is more about my spirit and my nature as a being and my energy and 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 i do believe in that and 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 then also my uh human ego and and optimizing that to go hand in hand and they can work together and using science to optimize that um and so sorry i'm I'm still figuring out this whole podcast thing it's it's wild um but i like being able to formulate my thoughts like this so not only is the podcast for you guys and us, I think it's more for us, and I really do mean us because I I find it extremely beneficial for myself to not only be inspired to, to uh and find some <laughs> meaning, uh, again in in uh hold on, let me get behind this in uh in in learning and what I want to learn, and then also, uh, also being able to formulate my thoughts out loud and be able to kind of traverse them well and understand myself a little bit more and deeper and um be able to hear my not like hear myself so that i can judge myself and not in like a self-critical way but as in like i think it's very important for us to be able to learn how to actually think and process thoughts and i think in that is our ability to uh be another person at the same time and and watch our actions watch our words so that we can understand our beliefs and 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 uh understand ourselves um from a more objective view like and and like so sometimes i practice uh i'll have conversations in my head where like i try to become someone like have the second avatar almost be a like a whole nother person and be able to have a conversation in my head and or um or I'll practice watching myself at, at, from a third person view walking down the sidewalk uh, while I'm door dashing or something like that. Like, like staying active with this stuff. Because of all of this, I got extremely into neuroscience and uh, psychology and philosophy. Um, and so all of that converged into consciousness in a way. And like how our consciousness... Uh, evolves and learns and grows and what it is and studying the effects of certain things on it and psychology and then there's breaking it apart the consciousness apart into psychology neuroscience and philosophy so that's what it is to me 
and I want so I realized that I want to research psychedelics and be in mental health because and it's changed who I am um, and I realized that I actually want to study this stuff um, it was super interesting uh, I've always been really interested in the brain I have ADHD so I've been around a bunch of people who have been trying to pick and prod at me trying to understand how my brain works I want to understand how my brain works and then I also want to help other people understand how their brain works and then not even just that so this is what the podcast is about I want people to understand how their brain works how their how their selves work how and then why it does that and then be able to apply that information to uh, integrate into their life somehow and benefit them in the long run so we'll talk about sleep um, I, this is all what I have planned. We'll talk to, uh, so we'll talk about sleep. Um, we'll talk about, um, psychedelics. We'll talk about like determinism. We'll talk about the psychological kind of components to, uh, and implications, I would say to, uh, different political ideologies. Um, we'll talk about why we default to truth and have trouble with transparency and the nature of our actual human interactions with each other and how complex they are and how little we understand are going behind the scenes and a lot of this takes place because of one biology but all of it really takes place because of our evolution and why we need certain uh, aspects like our ego is a evolutionary uh, we believe is an evolutionary um, tool that helped us survive but now we no longer really need it to help us survive Uh, now it's more like thrive um, and then, um, and not only that, but it, it helps us thrive in certain ways, but it really, it really pulls us back in others and, and really examine that as well. Um, but so I want to end up using my knowledge of the brain eventually, um, uh, for, you know, business and, and technology and education. Um, I'm really big into education and fixing the education system. So, um, I want to, in some way, I want to be able to research how our brains process information and max and use like technology to maximize that. Um, but um, so I think that kind of wraps up the introduction for the podcast. So that gets us into the first topic of discussion. Um, so I want to talk about determinism. And not determinism in the sense of the actual uh, physics of it all and how there was Big Bang and a sequence of events inevitably at us and at us ended up with us um, at this point in time. And it did. But but I want to talk more about well, that that's part of it as well. But I want to talk about how heavily chaotic causation is causation is super chaotic in the human in the human and, and it plays a part in nature heavily as well but definitely in our human um, interactions with each other in our interactions with the world in our in our interactions with ourselves. so a lot of us including myself live a life where we uh our day-to-day it would drive us fucking insane if we had the perspective to see the interrelation of everything um because not only are we seeing the interrelation of things in that one moment, but we would have to then see the interrelation of that moment to the past, and then that interrelation to the that present moment to the future, and the past to the future. 
And so that takes a lot of brain power and capacity for our brains to be able to comprehend. Um, but a lot of us lack the perspective all of us lack the perspective to really see the true interrelation of everything. And I think that's what I want to point out the most is that if we consciously put an effort to see the interrelation of, of uh, the world, that we can learn a lot because there's a lot of chaos and a lot of things for us to grow into. As I said earlier, there's a lot of unknown uh, information that or uh, information out there that we don't know yet. And so we need to, when we realize this, we need to take a step into humility um, and understanding that our knowledge isn't shit, like our knowledge isn't nearly at the capacity of what we think it is in our lives. And we rationalize this and oversimplify the world uh, into ideologies a lot of the times to help us make sense of the world and not and, and supply some meaning in, in some way or another. But oversimplification is something that I really frust- get frustrated over. Um, a lot because a lot of people state something like it's fact and hold it as an absolute um, and it really upsets me when people do that and I do it myself I'm guilty of it but I again that comes into the self-awareness and judging myself um, as as myself and um, and we have to be our own judges but uh, the oversimplification thing really bothers me because a lot of people don't understand the impact of an oversimplification holding things as absolutes things are so incredibly complex you going up for a uh you meeting someone on the street for example and and don't even say that that turns into a relationship like imagine that but you meeting someone on a street right you walk past them you introduce yourself or a friend introduces you even better not only did you have to cross, and this is this is simple bare bones of it all as well. Not only did you have to cross paths with your friend and develop a deep relationship where you are still standing there today with that person, but you have to then be in the same place at the same time. I'm talking, you're waking up at the moment, basically, if, if, if things aren't planned out already, but you're leaving the house at the moment. You are, you are driving your car and parking at the moment that you cross paths with someone can't express how unimaginably uh, chaotic the world is. Um, I've been fortunate enough to see it and zoom out like, like, like a bunch of, we're like a bunch of ants on a table, like scattering around eating food and stuff. And I'm looking at these ants and I'm like, holy shit. Like this is so much deeper than people realize. Um, so you meet this person and, and don't even begin to say that, that you develop a relationship with them but uh the fact that they left the house at the same time as well the fact that there was a reason that they went out and who knows they had a conversation with that friend and then they have to have a conversation with that friend to get uh to to be friends with that person and and then say uh say like what you learned recently or what you've gotten into recently is something similar as that person soon enough you have a common interest with that person and then you become friends with them and you know i I, to be honest my brain is honestly getting overloaded sometime it gets overloaded a lot but it gets but it it's overloaded a lot right now because i don't know where to go in terms of how to explain this like this is the most i think this is the most complex uh not only are our brains the most complex thing in the universe, but like 
imagine all of our brains interacting with other brains. That's the most fucking complex thing imaginable, and you can't even imagine it. Like, our brains, the amount of connections available in our brains, are there are more subatomic, there are, there are less subatomic particles in the solar system than there are connections available in our brain. And, and then imagine connecting that with someone else's brain. And so I really want to force that the present moment is a sequence from the past led to this moment. It is made up completely of every action you have ever taken from the moment you were born, the par- your parents' actions from when you were uh, able to walk, from the food you ate, the meals you had, the friends you've made, the art projects, the science projects you've done, the 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 trips that you've taken all has led you to this one exact very single moment in time and it's beautiful there is i it's uh there's a there's a very interesting idea in japanese that that says this moment is so beautiful because there's never a moment like this again and each moment passes each moment's just as beautiful as the other and then our present affecting the uh, future. And I think that this is super interesting because not only do we no longer have control, so we have to be completely content with where we are in the present moment because logically, because we cannot control the past and it is a perfect sequence of events to lead us here. We can't be frustrated. Right now, if you're, if you're struggling with something, uh, whether that's a, a relationship or and I'm not discounting what you're going through, but a relationship, you, you know, you got fired from a job, things are going well in your life. Um, and you're lost, you don't you're like, where do I go from here? Look forward, don't look back. Look forward in some way or another, find something that calls to you that that seems meaningful to you. And just start acting on it. Find what's meaningful to you, find what makes your heart sing, find what feels good and you'll align on the path between unknown and known and you will feel a sense of meaning it we have a feeling for this it is our sixth sense but we feel it we feel this sense of meaning uh and and i felt it i felt it when i started to get into neuroscience it, it's like passion it's like when you finally realize what you want to work on or what you want to do with your life search for that find find what's true to you your values what's what's your what are your values be a good person make the world a better place so once you realize that you can't affect where you are right now and all you can do is move forward then you start to look at where you want to go and what you have to do to get there and the sequence of events that continues to lead you to the moment that you will find the most meaning in and once i realized that that completely switched the way that i think about the present moment and what i do I am suddenly more willing to sacrifice the expedient pleasures for the greatest gain possible, the greatest life, the most meaningful life possible, that I want to make the world a better place in terms of what I contribute to society on, on in like neuroscience and tech and business and, and like providing for other people and giving back. And I realized that I want that so much that I'm willing to give up the next basically two years of my life 
to to really diving into my studies and and like I really have to like I am jam packed for the next two years completely. I am going to be cry. I'm gonna be a mess. I'm gonna be crying at certain times. I'm gonna be a mess. I'm gonna be stressed. I'm like this is gonna be a battle. This is going to be a battle. This is gonna be a heroic journey. But this is where you take that present moment thinking and go, how am I going to tend to the present moment? so that the future takes care of itself, so I can reap the most amount of benefits. Um, and so there's so many interconnected structures that we have to be able to pay attention to when we're talking to people. You know, we want relationships with people, so make sure in the present moment when uh, you might not feel like you want to reach out and talk to people, but make that effort because keeping friendships there are important and not just not just like a utility thing, but it's, we I lose, I lose... I am extremely independent. I lose a sense of wanting to reach out to people all the time. Like I like my, I like being by myself a lot. Um, I like, I, and I learned that from from uh, from COVID. I I think to go back, that was I realized I suddenly realized that that was I would trade COVID for like anything. It's made me who I am. That's a perfect example of the silver lining that I didn't see. It made me exactly who I am today. And I couldn't be more thankful for it because I am so much greater of a person. And it's a tragedy. It's a it's it was a it was a global tragedy, and it sucks. But it happened. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, and I realized that, and so I started to you know go along and and take that journey for the ride. But but look forward and and be willing to sacrifice something for because that's what meaning comes from. You know, like. The ultimate sacrifice is something that you, it's one of those decisions where it's like, I know I must do this. I know that I must commit to a world that, it, a life that is better, like a life that is, that is everything better, like strive to be better. And, and, and the, but the actions that you have to take to be better are not passive. They're conscious and active and it takes effort. It's hard. It is the harder road. That's why it's the heroic journey and not the, not the, the little sidekicks journey. Like it is grueling, constant work. And, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it or perfect at all. Like I, I suck at sometimes, but I will say that when I'm able to knock myself out of my past patterns and get into new ones and try to make those habits, that's when I feel alive because I know that I'm progressing towards something. So be self-conscious. That's a big thing. Um, be self-conscious and then be conscious of the interconnection between what you do in the present, the pa- from past to present and also uh, present to future. So just be, be conscious of, of everything that goes on and how things affect each other and you will start to see what you should do and what you shouldn't because you'll see the deep connection between uh between doing the right thing and you'll know what the right thing is you shouldn't like you rarely have to question what the right thing is but also like what happens when those beliefs or perspectives collapse in front of us and there's been wars like that's what war is about no really like the cold war for example that wasn't over anything other than the fact that we had two competing large countries that had belief systems that were in jeopardy because of the other. 
the other country was threatening to take away or disrupt and destroy those belief systems. And those belief systems are the ground in which we walk. That is the ground that we build our houses on. That is the ground that we, the value in belief systems is, is it's all of our feelings, thoughts, and actions. And when those get disrupted, you panic. Your fight or flight, your, uh, your human fight or flight. I'm not, I don't know if that's necessarily a, a natural amygdala response and if it's like a belief system collapsing uh, i imagine that that definitely comes up a little bit which amygdala is your um the control center of your brain for your flight or fight or flight response anyways so uh, basically russia and the usa in the cold war nuclear apocalypse over their belief systems. They were going to kill everyone over these belief systems. And who? how would you be so willing to sacrifice everyone over the sanctity of these belief systems? And that's because they are that crucial to us. They are everything. They are the foundation. If we don't have those belief systems, we don't have anything. And, and it's very hard to get back on your rock. But there's also a lot of room for growth there. But in the moment, you don't see that as room for growth you panic because it's our comfortability it's the order in the chaos it is what we we are constantly searching to structure order in in like the absolutely chaotic world of of uh the universe and and of uh interpersonal relations chaos has always been there chaos has always been there like i'm just going to use our like say we're the usa for example and we have belief systems it's it's we're willing to fight other people for our belief systems when our we feel our belief systems get uh, attacked we get defensive and so when you see yourself getting defensive take a look at that you know like take a look at why you're getting defensive or why you're throwing up your guard or why uh why you feel frustrated or sad or depressed or like whatever it is like ask why i always ask why um, because you'll see that you'll be able to see the, the previous structure more clearly and develop a new one um, when your eyes have been opened to the chaos that's already been there before you. Um, so because we don't necessarily want to see the chaos all the time, we then tend to naturally simplify to keep uh, and, and oversimplify but the problem with that is that it keeps us the same like we don't learn from anything when we oversimplify and hold things as absolute and say this is how the world works and uh, this is how it should be we become the ultimate judges of the world because we think that our ideologies uh, we think that we would do something better if we were in control that's just not true um that's one of those things where you have to understand how complex the world really is. Not just saying, oh, like, you don't have the cape. Like, like it's like, okay, here's a perfect example. If you're a Nazi prison guard, right? A lot of people would like to think back to being a Nazi prison guard and saying, I wouldn't do that. Like, I would do something else. That's not true. The majority, the if not all, the vast majority of people who got replaced as a Nazi prison guard at that time would 100% act the same way. Um, and there's a few reasons for that. One, because by the time that you have said yes so many times, it is very difficult to say no uh, when it starts to cross the line. Um, 
so like you're saying yes to your commands all the time and you're also in a group of people you don't want to be ostracized there's a, a power role in that as well with the stanford prison experiment taking normal college kids and and, and volunteers and they take the roles of the um of the the jailed and the prison guards very well um and so we tend to commit roles very well and play roles and i think that that's like a kind of a ironic thing because we tend to play roles in general um you know when you when you talk to someone like there's a there's a perspective where you're not yourself you're you are acting how you think the other person thinks you should be acting if you were a nazi prison guard you would not act any different I, I like and people like are gonna be like no 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 like like do some research if you don't believe me um i could like the 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 impression and conditioning that comes from our human experience plays such a large role on our actions and beliefs and what we're willing to do that it is silly to think otherwise that we wouldn't do exactly what other people were conditioned to do the nature versus nurture has pretty much been solved nurture takes so much more significance on our actions and who we become than nature um so i mean at the end of the day i think the question that i want to end this with is how much suffering are you willing to accept how much suffering are you willing to take before you take responsibility and uh, for your perspective of the world and kind of see the world as an open oyster for you to like take a hold of something that you know is there like that might be there like reach in and and explore a little bit see what's there and when you find something you like take a hold of it explore it find some meaning with it and take it to the lengths you're willing to take it to i mean like you're you're going to go as far and explore as far and grow as much as you are willing to sacrifice so sacrifice some of that order and comfortability for the unknown and chaos that structure like eliminate some of it or try to understand it see if it's conditioning see if you like learn read um always do better um i think with this we've set a good framework for where we're gonna go i think we, we i think i as you um have come to understand that this will be a uh, a journey that we will take through psychological neurological philosoph- uh, philosophical mindset look at the opportunities and the chaos look at all the things that we don't know and really dive deep into them and and have some discussions with each other over um over these topics and share our perspectives i'm going to open up when i figure all this out i'm going to open up an area i might live stream who, who knows and and you just ask questions and we can talk about them um and you know i want to put this information to use that we learn because i think it's uh I think it's super interesting once we have a grasp of the interrelation of all the, our actions and and all of our uh, thoughts and 
how it plays a part in the bigger picture, you start to have some understanding of those little little building blocks that play a part in uh, making up the larger the larger picture of things and, and what our lives end up looking like. So I encourage everyone, um, including myself, this is a little encouragement for myself, but um, next time you go out, you know, like when you're talking to someone, like try to remember how you met them and how it led up to uh, led up to that moment and all the things that you did and, and think about all the things that have led up to this moment. I think that's a good thought experiment or a good exercise for our brains to expand them a little bit is like, look at all the things that, that you have, uh, that have, that you have done that have led you to this one moment here in time and become okay with it because you shouldn't dwell on the past so much. Like a lot of people who are depressed, they're living in the past and a lot of people who have anxiety live in the future and want to control the future know that you can control the future uh in some way but you can only control what you can control so don't worry about the past focus on the present and don't worry about the future so much get in have some nostalgia for the future you know get excited for the future like i'll leave you with this and this is my this is a perspective that i've loved to have um on my own that I, that I figured out one day I realized I'm 20 years old and let's be lenient and say that I get to 100 years old let's say I live 100 years and that's an amazing life I know I'll live to 100 though I mean not gonna lie I'm a healthy motherfucker so we're gonna stick with 100 so 20% through my life and I realized I am 20% of the man I've become and then I realized that once you start to grow it's just like building a stock portfolio or something like that once you start to grow at like one percent a day you're not 20 percent of the person you can become i'm like five percent of the person i can become i'm five percent because it's exponential you start growing then then you then that person who's a little bit better than yesterday gets better and now you're exponentially better than you were two days ago and it keeps building and it keeps building and then all of a sudden you're a really great person that you have that you like you like yourself you realize you wake up and you like yourself and you like who you're becoming and then that person gets one percent better that's way better than one percent when you first started so i mean five percent might even be a stretch you are just beginning on your journey we are all just beginning on our journeys, no matter how old you are. It's where you start. You're starting from today, okay? That's my message to you. You're starting from today, and you're hardly a percentage of the person that you can become. Now get inspired by that. Think of all the possibilities. Think of the amazing life you can live, and don't let it come passively. Don't hope that you reach whatever success is to you. And success, by the way, that's, that's reaching for goals, meaningful goals, and achieving them doesn't have to be money doesn't have to be a relationship doesn't have to be anything there are no expectations it is whatever you define it to be now go be a percent better go go figure out how to be a percent better and um we'll all reach back when we're all a percent better and uh i'll talk to you i don't know if there's a schedule necessarily yet Uh, I still need to establish everything, but I think that um, as we 
as you take into that perspective of the complexity, I think that you might need some time to really settle into that. So really like take some effort into that. And, um, I've always been bad at goodbyes. So, uh, I hope you have a good one and, um, stay safe and healthy and, um, go learn something. All right. Have a good night.